But I think the main things is at the end of the day, volleyball is volleyball. It's in the same nine by nine court, and the rules are the same. So we. Uh, <laughs> is that on the back of your shirt? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's on the back of your shirt. <laughs> you did, you did. A little free shout out for you. Um, and it doesn't matter who's on the other side of the net. You need to still execute to the best of your ability if you want a chance to win. That's right, Brett Walsh. You've got to execute to your best of your ability if you want a chance to win. Welcome back. This is a special Wednesday during the day edition of the 9x9. The 81 square meters of the best volleyball coverage on the internet. My name is Rob St. Clair, live from Chicago. That is Everett DeLorme, live from Toronto. It is Wednesday, May 31st. This is episode 70. Uh, and Everett, uh, that, that clip from Brett Walsh makes me happy because this time next week, we will be right back at that very spot at the VNL in Ottawa, which I am just so excited for. As you can see, the template of the show is a little different. It's national team season. It's VNL. It's time. We've got matches to talk about. There, there is national team volleyball being played literally right this very second. And yeah, literally. I, literally yep. right this second. Um, but it's Turkey versus Korea, so do not bother watching that match. You'd much rather <laughs> uh, watch us here on the 9 by 9 instead. Everett, how excited are you to get into uh, VNL talk? It's about time. Oh. I, I am. Um, it, it's so excited. I've been watching as much as I could uh, around my work schedule over the past two days. Um, it's been awesome. We got to watch my Canadian girls go down yesterday. We got to watch Team USA uh, so earlier today. Uh, just just stoked to be able to watch so much volleyball, and it just marks a month. A month and a bit, like a month and a half, basically, of nonstop volleyball with, with the Volleyball Nations League. So, couldn't be more excited was wishing that some of the games wouldn't be in asia and the majority of the rounds this, this year are in asia yeah, so it's gonna be... four of the six on the women's side are in asia ouch yeah also bassy lassie it always makes me cringe about how i stumble <laughs> uh over my words duh, 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 duh. yeah it, i, I I every every that. single time we do the intro, I can see Everett's face, and he always just does a huge face palm and laughs at himself about about the Brett Walsh clip. So, but uh, oh. it will never be retired because it came up way too perfectly and way too organically um, to ever not be the intro of our show. Um, but we, we, we will, get, we will gonna... get some good interview clips next week, though. That's for sure. Yeah, if I had known it was going to be the in- the intro for our show, I would have said something much more eloquent, you know, much much better. But instead, I just stumbled through it. This is where my stutter really gets me going, um, and and kills me. So yeah, um, thanks thanks for pointing that out, Bassy Lassie. I really I really I really appreciate that. <laughs> Well, let's jump into it. Uh, this, is, this is kind of the beginning of a bit of a chaotic calendar for us here at Volleyball Source. There's going to be a lot going on and a lot of slightly irregular times the next couple of weeks. We'll make sure you're, you're all uh, aware of all that. We'll, we'll go over it at the end of the show. But let's jump into it. Let's jump into the Women's Volleyball Nations League and kind of how these shows are going to work during the tournament is we'll talk about who's where. So we'll talk about which teams are at which places. We'll, t- we'll go through some of the notable news about the rosters for that week, who's here, who's not, and then we'll talk about the matches that have already happened, and we'll talk about some good matches that are coming up. So uh, let's let's just kind of start with the groups. Um, right now, there's there's two pools, or it's, it's not really a pool. They're calling them pools, but groups of eight, two different places in the world, in the VNL and the women's side. In Nagoya, Japan, we've got Germany, the Netherlands, Japan, the Dominican Republic, Croatia, Bulgaria, China, and Brazil. And then in Antalya, Turkey, we've got Italy, Thailand, Poland, Canada, Serbia, the United States, Korea, and Turkey, of course. So uh, there is 
This is day two. There's one match going on literally right now in Turkey, uh, Korea versus the host. Don't bother watching that. Uh, we all know how that's going to go. But um, unless you're a Turkish fan, if you're a Turkish fan, then I expect you to watch it because it'll just be a beatdown. And that's always fun to start a, a big event with a beatdown. It is fun to start a big event with a beatdown. And actually, I don't know if we've had we've only really had one three zero so far. Been a lot of pretty, pretty competitive games. Which was a surprising one for me. It Actually, was. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it a little bit later, yes, but I was, very, I was very surprised to see that result of Bulgaria over Croatia in that way. Me too. So before we get into some of the games, I think it's worth going through the teams, just go down the list and talk about not really that specifically, but generally what their roster approach for this weekend seems to be, or this week seems to be. And I think we should start off with Brazil because um, Everett, you you previewed them on our, our VNL preview for the women that we did last week. They've got really their whole roster to choose from, but we kind of expected no Gabi Guimaraes this week, just coming off of Champions League. And sure enough, uh, no Gabi this week, uh, no Rosa Maria either, but basically everyone else, including Macris the setter. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much to be expected. Um, even Macris, I'm I'm a little surprised that that she's there, but hey, why not? Gabi deserves some buff, so does Rosa Maria, uh, and especially with Brazil, like they usually have so much depth. I don't understand. It's a good thing too, you know. I've seen uh, already pictures of of Bruno getting on the plane to go and uh, Lucarelli and yeah and, and Lucarelli yeah they're they're flying air Canada to come up to play team Canada literally tomorrow night so stoked about that but love you know interesting the fact that they're going with with everyone is that a picture of Bergman I see it is it, it's too it's too pic- pixelated on our screen so I can't really tell would like to see her get some play um but yeah Brazil kind of rolling with their full lineup interesting just that they are but that's also awesome for us at the same time to get to watch their their highest lineup it is great for us. Like sometimes we, with like the first week of VNL, both men's and women's, we sort of start a little bit slowly those first couple days. Don't you don't want to always, always see the superstars. You don't always see very high level matches. But it is nice for one of the world's best teams to have most of their best players. So uh, that's about it for Brazil. We'll obviously talk about their match uh, overnight last night. Um, we can skip Bulgaria. I don't think we really need to talk about Bulgaria's roster. Uh, I do think we should talk about Canada's roster. And Everett, you you uh, you really beat the buzzer on your Canada preview yesterday. <laughs> With <laughs> literally as they were warming up, I, I, I was going live. I had I had meant to do it on Friday, but then I got a message from Jen Cross on Thursday night informing me that she had torn her ACL. Um, obviously, she will be out not only for the rest of this VNL for the rest of the summer, but. She's eyeing a comeback for VNL 2024. And when when she messaged me, she just asked that I waited a little bit. I waited until Monday, and I had a terrible cold and could barely get out of bed. So Tuesday, interesting Tuesday way to was, say hangover. <laughs> it would no. It was it was. To be honest, I wouldn't have had as bad of a cold if I didn't drink as much I did as I did over the weekend. <laughs> but it was very a very legitimate cold. Trust me. You can you can message my partner Sam and ask her because it was. Uh, I was literally like on Sunday we were we were walking around and and doing some some stuff and I had I I went through like three packs of those like takeaway Kleenex things that that you have just constantly blowing my nose it was it was not fun but we're we're back we're good to go again but yeah no Jen Cross for this one also no Kier Van Rijk who if you haven't watched that uh, show she has just gone through uh, her mother passing away earlier in. So she's been some time just to, to get back into it. She hasn't played volleyball in, in about two months after leaving her contract uh, in Istanbul to be with her mother. She is with the team, and she was a part of those scrimmages against Italy and Croatia leading up to the event, but she just wasn't on the roster 
uh, for this one. And we, I mean, we'll talk about the game a little bit uh, in a little bit later, but it does leave a huge hole for Canada on the right side with Okira Van Rijk. Yeah, definitely. But other than, than those two players, it's basically the, the rest of the characters that we'd expect for the Maple Volleys. Uh, we'll yep. talk, obviously talk about match versus Poland in a minute. Um, moving on to China. This is the Chinese A team, as far as I know. And that makes sense because the Chinese league ended so long ago that uh, all those players and really the only Chinese players who played abroad were Zhu Tang and Di Yao, and neither of them are on the VNL roster at all. So it makes sense for all the Chinese women to have had a couple months off by now, and basically all of them are here for VNL. And uh, yeah. good for them because they just scored a huge win overnight that we'll talk about in a bit. Yeah, absolutely. For Croatia, no Samantha Fabrice, which as we talked about in our lead-up show. Why? She's essentially their team. She's essentially their team. So that's a that's a big omission for week one for Croatia, especially with first match being against Bulgaria. And that was their biggest, in my opinion, that's their biggest relegation. Game. Yes. That that made and we'll, we'll talk I mean, we might as well just, just point it out. Croatia got three donged by Bulgaria overnight and it wasn't even close. And those two teams are probably going to be fighting for relegation position. How do you not look at the schedule of your Croatia and know that and know that if there is one match this entire summer that you need your best player, it's that one. I think that's unless Fabrice is injured, that is horrific mismanagement by the Croatian program. Especially since Fabrice, like she did play for Exajabasha, she sat the bench year, the whole year. Which exactly, she was on the bench, so she she wasn't playing a lot. Like in the same, almost in the same way of Alexa Gray, where she didn't get a much playing time. She killed it in the finals, though. We won't be forgetting that twenty eight points in uh, in two and a half sets. I mean, she picked right off where she, right where she left off, right. But you know, you you think that she'd be chomping at the bit to get on that court and to to put on what I think is one, maybe one of the most iconic jerseys in sports. Oh, is Croatia, red and white of Croatia to, to put that on, but yeah, uh, really good. Yeah, v- very interesting omission there for Croatia in week number one. <sighs> Huge mistake, in my opinion. Uh, moving on to the Dominican Republic, no Bethania de la Cruz, which isn't that surprising. She's a little older; it makes sense for her to take the first week off. But no Brenda yeah. Castillo at Libero. I was surprised by. Yeah, that is that is a little bit surprising. I'm interesting to see who they have in her spot and how well they can. Like, I wonder what their passing numbers were against Japan. Maybe we'll talk about it. Yeah, but probably we'll not great if I had to guess. Uh, yeah. Moving on to Germany, this is basically the A team for Germany and Coach Vitel Heinen. I was wondering what they were going to do at opposite, and sure enough, on the screen there you see Hannah Ortman, and she lined up across from the setter uh, this first match against the Netherlands like two nights ago, and was really good. So. Uh, maybe that's going to be sort of an answer for them because they've got a couple other good outside hitters. But yeah, this is basically the cast of characters for Germany that we expected. All right, fair enough. All right, moving on to Italy. And to summarize this Italian roster, this is a B team. Very much so. (laughs) Very, very, very much so. You have Anna Danesi out there, uh, and that's pretty much it. I mean, I know Nwakalor gets a lot of play, and the Italian league, but we've never really seen her that much on the on the uh, on, on the national team. Um, but yeah, very very much a B team, and that's kind of what we saw yesterday with a lot of inexperience on the court for the Italians. A lot of inexperience. I'd say like Parochiale is the second best Italian libero, and then Danesi is definitely a, an A team player. But other than yeah. that, yeah, this this is a strong B team. They, they've got Miriam Silla. Didn't even play her. I'm not even sure if she's going to be a starter when it comes down to it a huge b team for italy Uh, not super surprising to be honest 
Uh, moving on to Japan, this is pretty close to the A team for Japan. Uh, no Fukudome at Libero, which I was surprised by, and then no uh, Maru Ishikawa, but everybody else pretty much. Yeah, you got Inui there. You had Nishida, who played a fantastic match uh, in oh, yeah. in, in the first match against uh, against the Dominican Republic. But you know what? I I think that the Japan has such a a depth to them that they can afford not to have some of their top players, and I, I kind of like that as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, we're skipping past Korea. Nobody on their roster is notable, no matter who they bring. Um, they are. Let's see. What's the score of them in, in fifteen right ten? I've got 16-11, so yeah, that, that's going oh, okay. about, how, about how we expect. Um, moving on to the Netherlands, uh, no Celeste Plock. And you talked about in the preview, Everett, that they're already missing a couple arms on the left. Without Plock on the right, they're they're going to struggle for some offense unless they set Nika Dalder up every ball. And I don't really think she played against Germany in the first match. No, I'm, I'm not sure. I haven't, I haven't really seen – I didn't watch the match, and I haven't really seen any of the stats from it yet. So. Oh, uh, you're – Reason why Dalderup didn't play, she's not on this roster either. So that's your wow. two, your two best nope. offensive players <laughs> not not making this trip for the Netherlands. That's that's not going to go very well. Yeah, absolutely not. But uh, as we've talked about with the Netherlands, they're a core team, so they're good to go no matter right. what. They're going to be in the VNL, so this is a really good chance for them to get some of their younger players in, and they can rest some of their their better players who have played you know quite a long club season maybe come in next week, week three of the VNL, and then really push for Olympic qualifiers and then Euros later in the summer. Sure, yeah, that strategy makes sense, except for the world ranking. And their world ranking is going to continue to slip unless they unless they sort of figure it out here pretty quickly. So we'll see. Uh, moving on to Poland, uh, no Joanna Wołosz, which is certainly notable, and they've got a whole crazy rotating cast of characters at outside, but they do have Magdalena Stisiak, who's their best offensive player, I think they've got most of their starting middles and uh, basically everybody except Volos at setter. And we'll talk about their match versus Canada from yesterday. But um, this Polish team looks about how we expected it to. Yeah, pretty much. Obviously, having Volos, who I know you rate as the best setter in the world. I do. Uh, I know there's some people who uh, that we know within our circle who might think that she's the best volleyball player in the world, no matter position and no matter gender. Um but I, I think that there's no doubt that she's the starting setter of this squad. She's the leader of this team. And it's just a good opportunity to give some younger, those younger setters a chance to get in there and get some reps. Sure. Uh, moving on to Serbia, uh, number one in the world, reigning world champions. Not surprising at all that Tiana Boscovic does not make this trip. We obviously didn't see her at all in VNL last year. She just played in Champions League like a week ago. And uh, so she's not here. Maya Onyenovic is not here. And then Jovana Stevanovic, who's their best middle, is also not here. But pretty much everybody else, they've got Dercha setting, who's really good. They've got yeah. both world champion outsides. They've got Pusic Libero. So it's basically the team that won VNL bronze last year coming to week one. Uh, and Giovanni Gadetti, though, is brand new with almost no practices under his belt. So he's going to have an adjustment period to figure out this group this week. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very interested to see how Serbia manages this, this VNL. I mean, I do think that they were a bit of a surprise. Like, remember, they had to play the USA in the quarterfinals last year en route to that that bronze medal finish. So I'm interested to see how they can work through um, this group stage and if they're going to be implementing some of their their best players. Um, I do think Dirtza, in, for me, Dirtza is the starting setter until 
other like she has to start like messing up and making mistakes and for Ojanovic to to get in I agree in, in my opinion and you know Stevanovic had a long season obviously I don't think we're going to see Boscovich at all during the VNL to be honest yeah wouldn't surprise me and uh, Anya Belitsa is, is perfectly capable we'll talk about their match uh, against my United States that ended just like a half an hour ago uh, moving on to Thailand this is the A team for Thailand and that's no surprise but we as we'll talk about in their match from against Italy yesterday, they did seemingly lose a Jara porn on the outside to an injury in the fourth set yesterday. How are they going to oh, replace yeah. her depending on the prognosis? That's uh, that might be a tough one. Yeah, that will be a tough one. It was a really, really tough blow. We'll talk about it a little bit uh, before that game. Then Rob, I'm, I'm going to steal this one uh, from you here. Turkey, their full team. You've got, yes. you've got everyone there so far. It's looking like we've got Vargas on the court. No Karakurt. So that's very, very interesting that they're going for Vargas and no, uh, no Ebrard Karakurt, uh, Aiden, Baladin. It seems like everyone else is there. And Santorelli already on that sideline working his magic. For me, Turkey has to be one of the most interesting teams coming into this VNL season because of two effectors, Varga and Santorelli. Yes, absolutely fascinating. And I was thinking the same thing, like how what's Santorelli going to do with this first match? Honestly, if there's one match to try... Abra Karakurt on the left side, it's it probably against it's Korea. probably against Korea, right? They're already up 20, 20 to twelve, right? So just go with it. <laughs> just 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 throw Ebrar and and her knobby knees uh, on the left side and see if she can pass some dimes. I, I, of all matches to try it against such a bad overall team and a weak serving team, I would think that would be the one. So we'll see. And then uh, my United States women, I, I talked about this roster already in the preview that I did on uh, whatever day it was, Thursday maybe. Uh, it, it's a B team for sure. Only three Olympians, but we'll talk about their match versus Serbia. To go out with a B team and beat Serbia, no matter who they put on the court, was an incredibly pleasant surprise. So I'm stoked about yeah. that. We'll get into it later. Yeah, it was definitely a good match. Fun to watch. Um, a little bit sloppy, but so far, so all of the games have been sloppy. But it once again, it just shows the depth that you guys have, uh, especially on the women's side. I've been saying it for a long time. I do think that the NCAA is the best uh, development league in the world for women's volleyball and there's no doubt about it as you got some fresh faces who are newly out of the NCAA within the past few years who are just out there balling against the defending world champions yep that was very nice to see so uh, that's it for the roster as ever you want to start talking about some matches yeah absolutely let's just jump into it yesterday we had four matches go down Germany 3-1 over the Dutch, Japan 3-1 over the Dominican Republic, Italy, Italy and Thailand went toe-to-toe going to five. Thailand missed six straight match points, and that's in that span that Porn got injured, went down, they ended up losing it in five, and then kind of similar for Canada, up, up in the fourth, up 2-1, unable to close, and then losing it in five to Poland. Um, do we want to talk about uh, Germany versus Netherlands at all? Yeah, let's 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 go in order. I think there are a couple things to pull out of those those the games in Japan that were overnight. So obviously we weren't watching them live, but um, I went back and watched some of the highlights. Looked at some stats. Germany looked. I, th- I thought Germany looked pretty good. Uh, Hannah Orthman at opposite, twenty four points, thirty five percent efficiency, eighteen for thirty seven, five aces. That was very impressive, uh, and that kind of answered my question for Germany because I thought they had three good outsides in Orthman, Allsmeyer, and Stegroat. And but I didn't really know what they were going to do at opposite. So they put Orthman over there. They had Stegroat and Allsmeyer on the left, and that that kind of worked. I thought that looked pretty good. 
yeah, the, 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 it does look like it it worked pretty good. I'm also, I know we clown a lot on Vital Heinen here, but I think at the end of the day, this is kind of a perfect team for him to coach. It is. He, the, to me, there's two types of coaches. There's the coaches who can build a, a good squad with with a good base, and they really can they can help on like kind of middling teams overperform. And then there's other coaches who know how to deal with personalities and know how to deal with those superstars. I don't think that Vital Hain is the later. You know, I don't think he, he deals with superstars that much. He's very much about his system. So I think that his workman approach was going to work re- really, really well with this German women's team. And so I'm not surprised at all that they came out of this one with a win. I think that makes absolute sense. And I, I feel like you've said that that point about Heinen before, and I completely agree. Like, same thing in the club game. They take a, a team like Nilufer in Turkey, and they're, you know, they're middle of the pack, and he can take what he has there and get definitely get the best out of them. Same thing for the German women. But, like, the Polish men, that was never really going to be that good of a job for Vitel Heinen. And, uh, I mean, somehow he won a world championship with him. But, like, the, the, I, I agree with you. He's not the t- type to take an elite team and push them over over the hump to win championships is the type to take a, a team like a Germany and, and just kind of get the best out of them. So uh, that makes sense yeah. to me, and uh, we'll see if they can continue to have a good week. Germany will need to clean up their offensive game a little bit. Uh, Stiegroth was 7% efficiency. Uh, Alsmeyer, uh, 19% efficiency. They were 22% efficiency overall on the day. Orthman was the best one at 35% efficiency, 49% hitting. So... That's something that we're going to look for for them to clean up a little bit as this event and as the summer progresses. Yeah, and uh, we we just talked about the Netherlands and their roster. They don't have their primary opposite. They don't have their primary outside hitter. Their offense is probably going to struggle a lot. We've got a, a point in the chat about the new setter from the Netherlands, the Sarah Van Allen character, who came in off the bench for Laura Dykmo, which I'm surprised by. But I guess she looked pretty good. And uh, the Dutch middles were actually their two top scorers. Uh, Indy Bayens with 17, Aline Timmerman with 13. And that, that kind of tells you how bad you're struggling on the wings if your two middles are your two top scorers. That's not a great look. No, but once again, I do think that this is a good chance for the Dutch to just get some, get some new players in. I do think that they're kind of they're in a bit of a rebuilding phase and I wouldn't be surprised if they're just kicking the can completely on Paris 2024 uh, and looking already towards uh, LA 2028. That honestly kind of makes sense. Uh, yeah. We'll see how, how far their world ranking slips. Uh, anything else about Germany and the Netherlands? No, I think that's about it. Cool. Uh, let's talk about Japan beating the Dominican Republic in four um, Dominican Republic's passing numbers, not good at all. 5% perfect passing. And when I heard that Brenda Castillo wasn't on the roster for them, that was the first area that I was going to look at. Uh, and sure enough, not good at all. Now, Dominican Republic should be a team that's used to hitting some high balls, but uh, 32% kills, 18% offensive efficiency as a team. Not going to get it done, especially against an amazing backcourt defensive team like Japan. I'm not even... I'm not even sure who the libero for the Dominican Republic was. Obviously, I didn't watch the match, but looking at it, the person that they have, the elbow side, has zero stats, and it's hard for me to believe that as a libero in a in a four set match, you didn't pass one single ball. Yeah, so I think that has to be that can't be right. So there there has to there are, there's clearly a mistake there on the uh, on the volley station um, stats here. But uh, yeah, I, I was this doesn't this doesn't surprise me. This result doesn't surprise me all that much mostly because of how these two national teams are run. Um, I think Japan might be one of the best organized you know, countries in terms of volleyball in the, in the world. 
And when you look at how these two teams match up, I think Japan, like it's similar to like Japan versus Cuba on the men's side, that the style of play, the technical, the technicality, the speed, the defense, their ball control is just always going to be able to really pinpoint and just nitpick at a team like the Dominican Republic, who's might be one of the most offensively minded teams we have in women's volleyball. It's, it's a perfect matchup for Japan. It's kind of like we saw Japan play Cuba in the men's world championship last year. Yep. Very, yep. very similar matchup. And uh, Serena Koga, now Serena Nishida, was really good. Uh, 50 attempts in four sets for her, which is a lot, but 22 points. And then Arisa Inoue, 16 points didn't start a single set she came off the bench in all four sets ended up going 14 for 43 that is a lot of attempts so uh, they must be using her in in a double sub of some kind and just giving her a ton of balls when she's in there because uh like i I don't know if i've ever seen before like your second leading attempt getter on offense never even starting a set that's very strange yeah that's uh, that might be one of the most interesting stat lines I've ever seen, yeah. right? Because usually if you see a player like that coming off the bench, um, they've come off the bench and then they start, you know, the other sets. But also when you look at this, uh, the, how these offenses spread out, you have four different players in uh, in double digits. So you just know that Seki is just dishing that, that offense so well right now. Yeah, she's awesome. Uh, 11 blocks as well for Japan, which is a big number for them. I mean, against a really, really predictable slow offense like the Dominican Republic, you can at least get to the right spots, even though Japan's not big. So maybe tells me that Dominican Republic needs to keep the ball higher on offense. But I'm not surprised that Japan won this match, especially like the first game of VNL. Uh, Japan, the well-oiled machine that they are, is going gonna, is gonna to be the most organized earlier in the tournament. So no surprises here, really. Yeah, absolutely. I think we saw Japan start this tournament like eight and zero last year, right? Yeah, I think so they, did. they definitely. Yeah, they. So this this is no surprise whatsoever that Japan is good right off the get right out of the gate. Uh, and yeah, good point in the chat. They're saying Inoue uh, always starts, and that makes a lot more sense. Like, there's no way that she came off the bench all four sets and got that many balls. So uh, maybe this new volley station system for the volleyball world still has some kinks to be worked out. But honestly, we should talk about this. We should talk about this new volley station thing because we were talking in the Discord yesterday. I, I was I, I was using all the live stats and the stat reports from last year's VNL, and like it was still in the same system, even current for this year. But then our friend Berkai from Turkey in the chat came in and was like, "Oh yeah, Volleyball World partnered with Volley Station, who's this Polish company that does outstanding stat reports, and here's this entire website for all of women's and men's VNL stats." And I looked at it, and it was amazing. Like it's so good, it's so much better than anything the FIVB has ever done. But nobody publicized it anywhere. Like, it's not on any website. It's not on the VNL website. It's not in, like, any news release or, like, social media. It's, it's nowhere. There's a gigantic upgrade in the level of stats for this tournament, and nobody knows about it. Yeah, but we do still have the other stats as well, like the we old... Do. Uh... The old one, which is good because there's some things in this one, like there's the the, the player rankings in terms of stats and stuff that we can see uh, on the old one. But I do really like uh, the how volley, volley station. I just wish they showed digs, right? Like I don't understand. There's two big stats that we don't show in volleyball. It's digs and assists. Right? right, and as 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 a North American stat line, like we get that all the time. Like I get that in U Sports, I get that in the CCAA, same thing in the NCAA, NAI, whatever it is. But then once we go internationally, it's like defense and setting just don't matter, right? We we stat running sets, whatever the hell that I have means. No idea what that is, but I just want to see 
I just want to see a straight up, you know, uh, assist count. Uh, I just put the I just put the stat the stat link in the chat. It is vnlw.volleystation.com. And then for the men's, it's vnlm.volleystation.com. So uh, definitely give that a look. That is, as far as end of match stat reports, it's the best Volleyball World has ever put out. There's still work to do, obviously. But that's, that's a low bar, but uh, it's a lot better than what we're used to. They even have the efficiency calculation in addition to the kill percentage calculation. And uh, uh, one of my goals in my entire life, Everett, is to never hear again a commentator talk about efficiency when they're not actually talking about efficiency. <laughs> they see a kill yeah. percentage stat and they just don't know the difference. So maybe this stat report will help. Who well, knows? we all know why they, they, they don't know the difference. Although I will have to say the commentators who have been in, those two American girls that I have no idea who they are. Who have yeah, been in, uh, Anne-Marie Anderson and Emily Eman are doing a pretty good job. Yeah, those are that, that's actually quite quality. Like I'm, I've, I've enjoyed listening to them quite a bit. All right, so let's move on. Uh, you want to move on to the probably the most – well, not the most dramatic. There have been a couple five setters so far, but this one was crazy. Uh, Thailand versus Italy, and like mm-hmm. like you alluded to, Thailand had six match points, and it, yeah. it what were they up twenty four twenty one maybe in the fourth? Like they should have absolutely won this match. Yeah, they absolutely should have. It was it was really a tough one for Thailand. You could tell that Italy, like this, this is a. Uh, a group of very talented and very physical athletes, but there's just a lot of inexperience on this team. And you can kind of tell by the way this, this game kind of ebbed and flowed. I was expecting Thailand to kind of come out a little bit harder. They've always surprised me. Um, I do think that if a porn doesn't go down in that four set that they take it in four, uh, that, that was, just it it was gunt wrenching and it was it was a big blow for that Thai team and they looked honestly pretty good other other than that like a lot of these these first games of the VNL are going to be a little weird they're going to be a little sloppy like the, mm-hmm. the offensive numbers for both teams were just not that Bad. good uh, 21% efficiency for Thailand 29% efficiency for Italy like that's just not that good there are a bunch of players in and out there's just a bunch of weird stuff happening but that was a golden opportunity for Thailand to get three points and i i really thought that they did it's just a a brutal break to one of their most important players to, to go down at that particular time. And I haven't heard anything about Ajara Porn's health, like what, what her injury was and what the prognosis is. But if she can't come back, they're, they're going to need to really do something special at that other outside hitter position. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Like they, they're really going to need to figure something out because I've always found that Ajara Porn has been their rock, both in service, even defense, and they really work well around her. So, that's going to be a big blow if you're a Thai fan. Right. Uh, Pimpi Chaya at opposite was decent. Uh, 22 points. Um, too many unforced errors. 27% efficiency. That's not bad. That's not bad against the Italian block. Uh, speaking of the Italian block, 16. 16 blocks for Italy in five sets. That's that's a big that's a big number there for, for Italy on the block side. Yeah, uh, Lovath Omaruri was good at outside for Italy, 32% efficiency, 22 points. Uh, Sylvia Nwakalor was up and down. She actually got benched in the fourth, but then came back to start the fifth, which was a little weird, although Adu Malawal was really bad, uh, 0% efficiency when she came in. Uh, Alice De Grati started at outside. She was really bad. Uh, just just kind of a weird, a weird sloppy game that I think Italy is extremely lucky to have come back and won. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I thought Nwakalora was was pretty damn good. Uh, I know that she she had to come back in, but she seemed to be very impressive uh, impressive for me. I wonder if we're going to get to see Antropova at all, but I don't even see her on this roster no, right now. No, she's not on the roster for week one, uh, which is a bummer. I, I was hoping to, to see her just kind of explode onto the scene and get a bunch of balls this week, but that's going to be Nwakalora's spot. And uh, we got a point in the chat saying Thailand played the Southeast Asian Games before VNL. Uh, mm. I'm, I'm surprised by that. Did they bring the A team to that event? Because, I mean, what other good teams are, like, what other teams in Southeast Asia are even remotely comparable to Thailand? I figured that they could probably send the B team to that. But uh, that's that's interesting news. I didn't know that piece of it. So uh, that, that's why we have knowledgeable volleyball people from all over the world. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, there's just so much volleyball going on uh, in <laughs> around the world at all times. There's just no chance for us to be able to watch it at all times. Right. Yeah, especially... 12 13 hours uh, of time zone away but yeah uh italy lucky break to to come back in that fourth set and win it um it, they they were the better team in the fifth for sure we'll see if thailand can recover with the injury uh, anything else about this match before we talk about one that's very close to home Nope, I think this one uh, this one's pretty good. I'm very interested to watch both of these teams moving forward, especially is Italy with their 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 younger team. It looks like uh, from the chat that the uh, Thai team that was at the uh, Southeast Asian Games is is the same team from uh, from Nations League right That's now. Very very strange uh, management of the summer, but we'll see how it pays off for them. Yeah. Yes and no. I also think like it's a good. It, I think like the Thai league is like a, probably a little bit shorter. It looks like they won that that event as well. Yeah, of course they um, won that event. Like of all the Southeast Asian women's teams, I have never even heard of any others even having a national team at anywhere close to the elite level. So of course yeah. I expected Thailand to win. I just figured that they could win without bringing all the big guns like the VNL characters. Yeah, fair, fair enough. I I think that there's a lot like there's a lot of national pride that goes into to those games as well. You know, it's probably broadcast on national television. Like it's a good opportunity to to show the team and and to win some medals. Yeah, fair enough. All right, so uh, Italy and Thailand will be back in action here pretty shortly. Let's move on. Let's talk about Canada, Everett. Uh, oh boy, this Poland one wins the match three to two. Uh, what is it, fifteen thirteen in the fifth? Yeah, take it away. G- give me your takes. Give me your reactions. I mean, there's part of me that was pretty pleased about how things went. You know, the fact that without Kier Van Rijk, we were able to run with a team like Poland, uh, I think was pretty awesome. Um, Poland didn't play their greatest game. Um, I know they had the majority of their team there, but it wasn't everyone. Um, But at the end of the day, we just weren't able to close it out. Um, And that, that was a little bit frustrating. Of course, Alexa Gray had an absolute monster of a match. 36 for 71, 37 points on the day. 71 she was attempts huge. is nuts. Yeah, that 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 needs to change. And obviously that'll change once we have Kira Van Rijk out there. I was hoping for a little bit more from Andrea Mitrovic. I know she just signed a contract next year to go to Ludge. Um, Vudge, sorry. Or how do you pronounce it? Ludge? It's Woodge. Like the, 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 Woodge. Dub, the L with a slash is kind of like a W. Yeah. And uh, I was hoping a little bit more from her, um, but we didn't really get to see it. We were really, really average down the middle, only 10 points down the middle in this one, uh, only 10 blocks. Not only 10 blocks, but, but, but just 10 blocks. 
it was a pretty good start, I think. Uh, getting a one point from this one is is good for this squad. And in talking to uh, you know some people associated with the team in Turkey, it seemed like they were pretty happy with the 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 point that they got. But I do think that there was some left something left on the table not being able to close this one out. Um, you know, even in the second set that we lost 25-23, we were down quite a bit. I think it was like 17-11, 18-11 at yeah, one point. Yeah, true. Brought and, it all the way we, back. And we, we brought it all the way back. So we know that we can show that fight, but just didn't really see much of it. I thought, obviously, Alexa was fantastic. I think thought Bree King had, had a really, really good game as well. I thought our defense was was better than I remembered. I thought we were really, really strong on defense. Julia Merman, I mean, she's only like 20 years old. It was just in her second uh, um, second year at U of T this year. So the fact that she's able to go from U Sports to international ball and look that good is, is is really, really good. But, you know, we're getting a comment in the chat right now saying that we were cruising to a four-set win, uh, four win. It says, oh, okay, Canada, don't get overconfident. You're winning, so press on the gas and finish this soon. But that's exactly what we what we weren't what we didn't do and to me we can't i can't we can't really say that we're a young team this is the our third year in vnl this is where we need to start taking advantage of of, of these opportunities when they're presented to us yeah I, I, that's that's a good take it's 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 time for the canadian women and you said this in your preview yesterday to take the next step from being that young team that new team to the vnl to start showing that elite attention to detail in some areas and start sort of turning the corner towards being sort of like a VNL playoff team, which I definitely think is, is possible and is their ceiling at this point. Um, there was something Shannon Windsor said in like the mid match interview that she did that she didn't like your out of system setting. She thought that mm. anybody that was putting up high balls, like anybody other than Bree who was trying to put up hittable high balls in out of system situations did not do a very good job. And I agree with that, that that's sort of the little, yeah. The little detail that that polish around the Canadian game is going to have to improve. You definitely felt the absence of Jen Cross. Like that second middle was not good at all between two different players. And then I wanted to ask you about the opposite, Everett, because obviously Mm -hmm. no Kiera. But you have Shayna Joseph, who's like really physical and is and like is an opposite. She didn't set a toe on the court. Instead, you used three different outside hitters, like second outside hitters that rotated into sort of the opposite position and you never really got anything out of any of them. Like what, why, why didn't Shana Joseph get a look? I mean, obviously I'm not, I'm not there with the coaches, but you know, Shana Joseph didn't play last summer for the national team um, and, and wasn't really around. So it's not, I I think she just needs to maybe get some time to get uh, adjusted to the game. Um, I did put out some feelers with the with the, the coaching staff and they haven't got back to me yet. Um, not necessarily saying uh, that, that they will, um so yeah. <coughs> sorry that's all in my throat there so yeah it was interesting <coughs> sorry <laughs> hang in there buddy yeah <coughs> it was interesting that we didn't see here especially because like we started the how on the right and that didn't work so then we no. switched her and and mitrovich and then that didn't work and then they brought in vicky savak and that was just just all right. So, um, yeah, I would like to see Shayna Joseph get in there and take some swings. <laughs> yeah, m- might as well. There's nothing to lose. Uh, I was impressed. Uh, we got to talk about Poland a little bit, considering they won the match. Uh, Magdalena Stisiak was pretty good. Uh, her efficiency wasn't great. A ten percent 
what just wasn't really terminal enough because <laughs> I, I thought Canada did a very good job against her. Uh, and then I didn't think Canada was particularly good in the middle. Sorry, Canada definitely wasn't good in the middle. Um, Poland destroyed them. Uh, Agnes de Kornelouk, 11 for 19, plus four blocks. And she's not a player that should really be feasting on you like that. But then um, off the bench, kind of out of nowhere, came a 19-year-old outside hitter named Martina Chernianska, who I knew nothing about, uh, but she served the ace to win the match, um, hit 40% off the bench, and passed the ball well. And uh, one of the things we were talking about Poland is with Goretzka tearing her ACL a couple weeks ago in the Tauron Liga playoffs, who are their outside hitters going to be? And we saw Rozhansky, obviously. Uh, we saw a little bit of Wukasik, who wasn't all that good. But there's this random 19-year-old named Chernianska who came off the bench and was kind of clutch. So maybe that's a name for Poland to look out for. Yeah, absolutely. I thought that she was she was pretty impressive. She only scored uh, five points in this one, but still was was very very good um, w- when she was in four for ten uh, and attacking, which 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 wasn't too bad at all. And I think you know you talked about Cornelouk. I thought she just devoured us in the middle. Yeah, you know she's really kind of just, big, really big. She's really really big, and uh, the matchups just weren't there, weren't there, and she was just feasting on us. Yeah, the other middle was this Yurchik character who I've never seen before. Uh, and then I thought Venerska set a good game. As far as as far as far secondary setters go, I thought she was uh, perfectly capable behind Volosh if you need her later down the summer. So uh, Poland was good. If you get Stisiak on a better day or if you get uh, a little more offense to help free her up, I actually think Poland can have a pretty good VNL. Yeah, I do too. I think it's important to remember too that Stisiak didn't really play much especially later True. in the year because jordan thompson was so good so i think she's going to take some time to get into it yeah and everyone's just dying over there uh anything else buddy about your about your maple volleys women uh i, I know you said the the, the the team's decently happy with the point but uh, I, I watching and rooting for canada i was hoping that they could have gotten three out of that yeah, I really wish we would have gotten three. Um, I do think that Hillary Howe might have had one of the biggest blocks oh, in the tournament already on Stasiak. That was massive, <laughs> huge. Um, but yeah, so it, I'm I'm also interested to see Canada women's volleyball team has been posting a lot of po- uh, clips from the match, and I'm wanting to see if the FIVB takes their uh, Instagram down too. Like they did <laughs> I actually saw I saw the same thing from the German Federation. Uh, they they posted some clips. And uh, I'm like, huh, I, I wonder if they got permission for that or if the or if uh, Volleyball World is, is going to unilaterally destroy anybody that posts clips and like even national federations wouldn't put it past them. Figure it out. Figure it out. Just like me and my cough. Yeah, oh, just like I've written this cough. Hey, I'm being a good producer over here. I'm muting you whenever you're coughing. So I'm, I'm trying okay, to that, over here. That's good. That's, I keep on moving my uh, my my <laughs> uh, mic up just to, to try to uh, I did not disrupt people with my hack over here. Uh, we just got some feedback from the chat that somebody that's watching the Turkey Korea game right now that um, Kara Kurt is in for Vargas at opposite. So, um, so Kara Kurt's in. I'm just I am kind of surprised if there was one match to try Kara Kurt outside hitter. I think this was the one. But uh, mm-hmm. Sancho like clearly knows what he's doing. Yeah, 25-14 in the first. Yeah, this this game's over. Uh, you want to move on to today's games? Yeah, let's let's definitely move on to today's games. It's actually eighteen fifteen in the second right now for uh, for Turkey. Korea did start like four zero, but uh, ooh, Turkey has pulled it back. Yeah, no, not worried about it. All right, so uh, overnight in Japan, the a potential relegation match 
went down and um, we talked about it earlier croatia versus versus bulgaria uh, everett and i were on the same page in our preview that we did that these are the two most likely teams to get relegated bulgaria doesn't have any of their primary players from the world championship last year and croatia somehow inexplicably just didn't bring samantha fabris and i mean if, if you look at the calendar and and I mean, you've got to know this you've got to know ferhat akbash you've got to know Looking at the calendar, you've got to know who the other challenger teams are. You got to know who's likely to get relegated. You got to know that when you see Bulgaria, you're playing them first. That is a must win match. Must win match for both of those teams. For Croatia to not bring their most important player and to get three donged 12, 17, 19, like almost an hour in a shower and probably your most important match of the tournament. Like go back to the challenger cup where you belong if you're going to approach this tournament like that. Yeah, that sucks that there's no Belgium here and that we've got Croatia here just floundering in their first match. Crazy. Uh, I don't have anything else to add to this because the, the stats were bad. Croatia's uh, Croatia hit 7% efficiency as a team, which is awful. Uh, Bulgaria, honestly, not that much better. Like This is just, this is just bad volleyball. Two bad volleyball teams. One of them is going to get relegated, and right now it looks like Croatia. If Croatia can't beat Bulgaria, I don't know who else they're going to beat this entire VNL long. Except maybe Korea no. if they run into them. I'm happy that Canada will be playing them. That's all, that's all I'm going to be saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move right along to two teams that actually do know how to play volleyball and do know how to organize themselves in a VNL. China beats Brazil 3-2. to two. I was surprised to wake up Big. and see this result. Yeah, China wins 15-12 in the fifth. Uh, I mean, 26 for Li Yingying, 51% efficiency for the lefty is is ridiculous and i haven't gone back and watched this replay yet but um it, it, it looked like brazil all brazil's numbers were pretty good uh they, they passed well as a team they hit 35 percent efficiency as a team uh although anna christina and julia bergman combined weren't particularly good so maybe there's something to that it looks like just by looking at the stats that this might have been the best game of the tournament so far just that yeah. both teams were hitting pretty well um 72% well. positive passing for China. That's really, that, really good. Yeah, that's looking like looking like he's it was the key for them because they really passed the the ball well. Ying Ying Li, damn, she was targeted the most 34 attempts, 74% positive, 32% perfect. So those are some really, really good numbers for China. And I know that yesterday. In my preview, I was saying that I think Canada had a good chance against China, but if they're going to be playing like this, I don't know if we do. Yeah, I'm, I'm impressed. And I, obviously, this match was overnight when I woke up. It was time for Serbia versus USA. So I haven't watched this one yet. So I can't assess China on the eye test. But I, I'm looking forward to going back and watching this because I'm impressed. I'm also noticing that they had four primary receivers. They have uh, their opposite, uh, Gong Zhangyu, why, uh, passing a decent number of balls. So that they must be you know, arranging their serve-receive unit in the way that works. Uh, I'm I'm looking at people in the chat who live in time zones that did allow them to watch this match. One person says China-Brazil was absolutely the highest le level match so far. Uh, one person says uh, definitely the most exciting match so far. The libero of China dug basically everything. So that's uh, Wang Mengji, it looks like. So good for them. Uh, I'm excited to watch more of China and see if they can maybe crack the metal stand this year, even without Zhu Ting. Mm -hmm. That would be very impressive. But um, Ana Cristina makes seven unforced errors attacking. That's not going to be great for Brazil. When they get Gabi back to pass like 60% of the court, uh, they're going to be even scarier. 
But when Gabby comes back, do you go with her and not a Christina or her and Julia Bergman? I would consider depend. It, I would consider putting Anna Christina on the right. Uh, I, I really would. Uh, we we saw it a little bit at the World Championship last year. Brazil's opposite is a position that I don't totally understand. They've got Kissy Nascimento, who we also saw a little bit last year. Uh, she was actually pretty good today. Uh, Sixteen for thirty three, thirty nine percent efficiency. But um, without Rosa Maria, and then their other who's their other opposite, Lorena. Yeah, the lefty who played at Bergamo. She didn't play. I kind of like Anna Christina on the right. Uh, I, at least I would like to see it as an option and then have Gabby and Bergman. Uh, I, I don't hate that orientation of it. Yeah, I mean, I think Brazil just has a lot of options. I don't think this is too worrying for them, this loss like this, this early in the in the event. Um, but definitely something to watch on. I think, it's a, I think it's a bigger deal for China than it is for Brazil. That's well said. I think that's a very good summary. Yeah, Brazil is going to be fine. Uh, but, but yeah, great win for China. Both of them get a point. Uh, the, the standings already are looking crazy, and we'll, we'll take a look at them in a second. Um, point in the chat, Ana Cristina does not want to play opposite. Well, um, let's see how that affects things. Uh, any, any, anything else before we move on to my beloved United States picking up an unexpected win? No, I think we're good. Although I'm going to, you can continue. I'm going to go grab myself some cough syrup real quick because I'm dying. Please do. <laughs> All right. I've muted Everett. Yeah, he's, he's, he's really struggling over there. Oh, great. Yeah, I'm noticing people are complaining about how they're they are pronouncing Anna Christina as Christiana. They're, oh, inventing a new syllable in her name. Oh, yeah, I would have really loved that as a commentator myself who cares a lot about pronouncing people's names. Oh, man. Uh, anyway, uh, before Ever gets back, I want to give some takes on the USA versus Serbia. First of all, uh, we win. That's awesome. Uh, we win. We, we beat the number one team in the world. We get revenge for last year's VNL. Uh, this is awesome. Uh, 15 to 12 in the fifth. I was very, very impressed. Uh, I, I watched this whole game. I was very, very impressed, not with the, like, the consistency of the high level because the level for both teams was not particularly consistent. I thought the passing was really up and down for both teams. But uh, the United States lineup that they put out, I really liked. I liked Khalil Lanier across from Avery Skinner at outsides. And then you have the, the players that have been there before in Micah Hancock at center, Andy Drews at opposite, and Justine Wangarantes at libero. I really liked that crew a lot. And then uh, Dana, I, the only thing I don't like is how Dana Retke played. Uh, she started and was just not good, not good on offense and invisible in blocking. So they brought in Asia O'Neill. But um, I, I really want to give Khalil Lanier and Avery Skinner a lot of credit. I thought they both hung in there reasonably well passing. I know the numbers weren't phenomenal. Uh, yeah, Skinner and Lanier are pretty similar. But I thought they made really good choices on offense. Uh, very few unforced errors. A 41% efficiency for Skinner uh, and 19 points total is kind of more like an L2 sort of character. I was really, really impressed. Uh, I think the USA does a, the U.S. women do a better job than anyone in the world of uh, of preparing themselves mentally. I think I, I don't know if that makes all that much sense ever to you now that they're back, but they like, they're so mentally prepared. They don't really care about the other team on the other side of the net. And Skinner said that in her post-game interview, they were so focused on their side that they, they didn't let like a, a scary opponent and like the, the potential of getting revenge and all that stuff that, that, that clearly didn't even get into their heads. They just played great volleyball. They played on their own side. They figured themselves out. They got through stretches where they didn't pass the ball very well. And that is a huge, huge momentum-building win for 
a B team. Like this is this is definitely a B team. And I was thrilled. Uh, I was expecting to go one and three this week, like beat Korea and lose to everybody else. But we beat Serbia with basically everyone except Boschkovic. And we got Italy's B team later on this week, and they didn't look that good against Thailand. So maybe we even go three and one this week. That is uh, way more than I was expecting. So I'm thrilled. Uh, what were your thoughts, Everett, on the USA today? I really think that you can just tell that. I mean, I think Karch has been pretty big on talking about how he just wants to focus on their side of the net, especially early on the, in the competition like that. And that's exactly what we saw here. Um, I was uh, I really liked uh, Brian Butler. I, I yeah. thought she was clutch, especially in, in that that fifth set. And I really liked Misha Hancock. I thought she just did a really good job at delivering the ball and and getting her offense going. I mean, they had thirty four percent efficiency as a team. They hit forty eight percent together as a team. And I really thought that was that was due to the way that Misha Hancock ran this offense. I'm going to help you out here. It's Micah, just like Micah, 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 like Micah yes. Christensen. Uh, I, and I, I knew that, too. Yeah. I don't know why I'm making that mistake. Everybody who sets for the U.S. on either side is apparently named Micah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I do. Hancock I, I, mislocated some balls. She's not the best setter of the ball, but she's just an all-around really good volleyball player. And uh, I like what she brings for a really young group this week. I am also worried about Dana Redke because, you know, we yeah. saw her be so good at Wisconsin. And then we saw her come to, to Malonza last year and kind of make an immediate impact. And then since then, just nothing really. No, yeah, she wasn't good today. Like I was saying while you were gone that she was the only player that I just didn't really like what I saw. Uh, three for eight attacking with two unforced errors, uh, only one block and just did not perform in the blocking game very well at all uh she did not block the ball well she did not make the right reads did not make the right moves and yeah she's in a little bit of a slump that i would like to see her break out of i did like asia o'neill off the bench a player that has mm. literally never worn a usa jersey before i was talking in the preview like she's got another year at, at texas which is crazy um i was i was hoping to see her a little bit this week just like throw her out there and and see what happens uh and she she made some good plays uh let's see what were her numbers yeah, four for eight attacking, no errors, made uh, one really good solo block read. Uh, good point. Seven in, touches, too. Yeah. Good point in the chat. Uh, Micah Hancock wasn't jump serving. I noticed that, too, and I was confused and kind of surprised. Uh, no errors, no aces. She's one of the best serving weapons in the world. I was curious why Karch didn't kind of let her go a little bit. I wonder if that's a Karch thing or if that's her thing. You know, maybe she's just True. self self monitoring herself. And maybe she just wasn't feeling it today. Yeah, that's possible. Uh, let's talk about Serbia a little bit. Uh, they had and a point in the chat. Yeah, you're correct. This was basically this is basically Serbia's team. They had Dercha at setting. They had Belica at opposite, who's their second behind Boscovic. They had both world champion outside hitters in Lozo and Busha. They had uh, Popovic who's, and uh, Alexic in the middles, who are like two and three behind Stevanovic, and then Pusic at libero. So yeah, this is their team. Like unless Boscovic shows up, like this is Serbia's team. And there were just there were stretches where uh, where Serbia not only didn't pass the ball well, but when they didn't pass the ball well, they did not look good in out of system offense. Like um, Lozo Busha and Bilica didn't really make a whole lot of good out of system offensive choices. And when they couldn't have middle setting as an option, that's when the U.S. block and defense kind of ate them alive. So um, maybe that's the absence of Tiana Boskovic a little bit. Yeah, and let's also remember that this Serbian team only finished sixth last year in the group stage. And then kind of 
maybe overperformed by by beating the United States. I think it might have even been seventh because yeah, well, I think we were the two seed last year, only behind the host, and we would have played well, the seventh. Turkey the first finished round. seventh, and but because they were the host, they move up to first and drop the USA uh, down to one, and the Serbian Serbia went down to uh, to uh, to seven. Okay, the seventh um, seed, sure. Yeah, exactly. So they finished sixth in the group stage with a with a record of eight and four. So as I said at the beginning, I do think that they may have overperformed uh, a little bit. And then also, I do think that I'm just going to say it. I think Santorelli is a better coach than Guidetti. <laughs> you know, like well, I, 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 I really think that Guidetti just gives you a calming presence on the sideline and is much more about how everything, like he's much more of a mastermind about how everything works together. Um, and I think we saw it in this one because I, I think this is, it's a big, it's a, it's a fantastic win for the USA, no doubt, but it's a, worst loss for Serbia yeah but it, I mean it's their first match under a new coach he's got like Gudetti's got less than a week's worth of practices with the team like it's brand new I'm gonna give him a break this week like they'll, Serbia will figure it out they're really talented they're really experienced it's it's everything is just completely brand new for them so yeah this is a bummer I expected them to beat the USAB team I'm obviously thrilled about the result but I, I think Serbia is gonna be fine Gudetti will figure it out if we're seeing sort of the same the same performances in week two, then I'll start to be a little concerned. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's fair. Uh, people are talking about Khalil and Nears four to four shot. Um, if I'm not mistaken, the one that you're talking about, she hit underneath the net. It wasn't a real cut shot. It was a, a an egregious hitting error. So it was very funny, but uh, comparing it to Kliuka's is, is a pretty good joke. Um, yeah, uh, by the way, I, I think now if, if we're done talking about today's matches mostly, and I mean, we've got Korea versus Turkey going on right now. Um, I expect that to go final anytime now. Uh, yeah, it's 2-0. 2-0 Turkey, yeah. no surprise. Um, we do want to uh, tell people about the couple things we go in on a volleyball source. One, join the Discord. Uh, we, since we're doing the show at, at a weird time, we're getting a bunch of new viewers on the channel now for national team season. We have a Discord community that is the best online volleyball chat community in the world by far. The link to it is in the description of the video. Please join the Volleyball Source Discord. It is awesome. It's so good. And uh, um, somebody can put the the funny Khalil, Khalil Lanier shot in the Discord. you got to join that. It's, it's, it's going to be huge this national team summer. We've worked hard to build it. It's like 1,100 people at this point. So uh, get Coming in, in on 1,200 now. Yeah. Yeah, coming coming in on twelve. We're like twenty people away from having uh, twelve hundred, and uh, people have been coming in at a pretty quick wait rate. So, good. We we love to see it. Uh, also, we got to talk about that volleyball dot store. Uh, Everett, if if you if you can get through a segment without coughing, I tell the people about our promo code we got going on. Yeah, hopefully my my throat starting. I just you know like t- a tickle in my throat. It's, it's still there there a little bit, but uh, not so bad. Yeah, but this is our merch from that volleyball dot store. If you head over and use the code spicy, you're gonna get fifteen percent off of the nice spicy spicy volleyball gear. Beautiful, uh, right there. And uh, last but not least, we have everybody's favorite segment. It's time to talk about where's daddy. Um, on every episode of the nine by nine, we hide Daddy Stankovic in uh, one of the assets in the middle of the screen. Um, I never tell you where he is, but the first person to find Daddy Stankovic and comment the timestamp of where he is after the show is over gets a shout out on the next week's show. And we have a return of our usual all star Bassi Lassie, who got it first last week. Uh, last week, we were talking about it, Zajabasha and their second, second place in the Champions League and not winning any tournaments. And so I put up this photo. And uh, it's, it's, it's very small. It's, tr- it's tricky to see. So if you zoom in a little bit, 
you zoom in a little bit, you got the players there in front of like the the, the fake giant check of for second place, and you see in the middle of the CEV logo uh, a certain a certain Daddy Stockovich. So uh, there he is. Yeah, Bassi Lassie got it right away last week. So if you find Daddy Stockovich this week, um, maybe he already showed up. Maybe he will show up in the second half of the show. But if you find him, uh, comment the timestamp of where you find him after the show is over in the comments. And if you do it first, you get a shout out of next week's show. <laughs> Bassy Lass is in the chat uh, <laughs> gloating about his victory. So maybe he'll get it again this week. <laughs> I think we almost need to have a scoreboard soon of uh, of who's up there. Because... I think we should. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, everyone everyone, look for Daddy Stankovic. Uh, all right, we'll talk about a little more of our content schedule and what, what we got going on uh, this week, next week. We'll, t- we'll talk about that at the end of the show, kind of what you can expect from volleyball source the next couple of days. But I think ever we should look ahead to the rest of this week of women's volleyball and just point out, look at the schedule, see what matches are good, uh, see what matches uh, you are welcome to sleep through. Real quick, do you think we should make some Where's Daddy merch? Oh, my God, yes. Yes, right. I, and I, do you I would. think we'd get sued for that? Like, do you think <laughs> Dragon Stokovich is going to come out after us for putting his face on a T-shirt? If anybody is able to get us in touch with Daddy Stokovich, because he deleted his Instagram, which is one of the worst days of my life. If anybody has, if anybody can get us in touch with Daddy Stokovich so that we can get permission to make Where's Daddy merch and wear it at VNL and stuff, uh, yes, I would love nothing more than to do that. <laughs> Yeah, that 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 would be awesome. Or I think we could get one of those ones where you like take one picture and you make it a pattern on a shirt. So if it was just uh, Daddy Stankovic's face, <laughs> okay, that might be overboard, but still, let let us let us know let us know what you think. It is my my favorite segment that we do here on the Nine by Nine. I, I have so much fun every week hiding Daddy Stankovic in in a random asset. I'm just giggling to myself the whole time, and the best part is that Everett has no idea where he is. None, none, and especially with how our our software that we use for the for the podcast has just been so pixelated recently. Like the "Where's Daddy?" Like I know it says "Where's Daddy?" on the screen right now, but it's just it, all I can see is like white, like blurriness. So I have no idea where it is. And then he sh- sends me a little clip at the end at the end of the show. <laughs> oh, Jana saying it was already it was already too easy today. Uh, okay, well, don't give it away. Try and be the first to comment it um after the after the show is over all right uh quick update on korea and turkey which is going on right now i believe oh it's nine nine in the third all right uh 25 14 25 17 the first two sets it's nine nine in the third uh turkey has emptied the bench Elif shaheen is in its setter uh karakurt at opposite let's see kalach and ada erdem at middles uh jebigiolu and Aiden and outside hitters. So yeah, they love put how they it, say they put the they're emptying the bench is some of the you know the top players that, that we <laughs> see throughout the club season. Yeah, like yeah, Karakurt is a bench warmer as a top ten opposite in the world is, is something. Yeah, else. for sure. So yeah, we'll we'll keep an eye on that score, see if Turkey can close it out in, in a sweep like we expect. Uh let's look ahead to the rest of the schedule. Uh the rest of the days starting on Thursday, going through Sunday, we have six matches per day, uh three matches at each site which is really fun. Um, the, the times on your screen are in uh, local time, I think, or no, maybe they're in, uh, no, the, the, I think they're all in GMT. So don't worry about the times on the screen. Go figure it out when the matches are in your time zone. Uh, so Thursday, Croatia versus Germany, uh, with as bad as Croatia looked. I don't think there's much to talk about there. Same with Bulgaria and Dominican Republic. 
Uh, Brazil bounce back game against the Netherlands, perhaps. Uh, Canada versus Thailand, I'm actually really excited for. And then Poland versus Italy, I'm very excited for. Turkey versus Serbia, the Santarelli versus Good Daddy revenge game, I am most excited for. Tomorrow is going to be a good day of games. Especially since it's at, at home, yeah. too, for Turkey. So I'm very interested to see how those Turkish fans are going to react around uh, Giovanni Gudetti. Yeah, because the, the Turkish fans probably don't like Serbia very much right now. I mean, they beat them in Turkey for VNL bronze last year. And then there's the coaching swap. Like, I, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see that crowd. Uh, somebody in the chat who's watching the game right now, let us know. How's the crowd in Antalya? Like, now that, that Turkey is playing right now, um, how's the crowd in Antalya for for the Turkish women's game? Uh, let us know if you're watching. I have it up beside me, and it's it looks full. It yeah. looks uh, it looks jam packed right now. It, it's it, it's looking great. Like it looks like a full house, which I'm not surprised uh, at all. And I also saw I looked over at one one point during one of my coughing fits. Oh, they just showed. Yeah, that place is sold out. Oh, that, awesome. that's a that's a packed house. Awesome. Um, it's it's awesome looking on on. Um, and even some of them talking to, to uh, Santorelli on the sideline. It looks like he was gesturing to the crowd being like, this is awesome. Good. I, I love that. Uh, Turkish volleyball fans are incredible. And yeah, that atmosphere against Serbia tomorrow is going to be sick. So yeah, really all three of those those Turkish games, Canada, Thailand, Poland, Italy, and Turkey, Serbia. I'm really excited to watch all three of those. Yeah, I think so. Especially, I mean, uh, Canada, Thailand, I think is going to be really good, but especially Turkey versus Serbia. For sure. Let's see. So what, what time is that Canada game? Oh, it's at 7 a.m. Eastern. That's Yeah, it's going to be an early morning for me. That's not ideal. Yeah, I'm, I'm... yeah, especially since I closed tonight, too. So it, it's going to be uh, not much sleep. And then I get to drive to Ottawa. Right. Yeah, I'm probably going to wake up for Poland, Italy at, at 10 a.m. Eastern, to be honest. Yeah, Turkey, Serbia, 1 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. That's going to be good. Um, yeah, as, as for the games going on in Japan, I think there's there's probably a clear favorite for all three. Yeah, I would I would definitely say so as well. Okay, let's move on to Friday's games. Uh, Friday, let's see. In Japan, we've got China, Germany, Dominican Republic, Netherlands, and then Croatia, Japan. And then in Turkey, we have Thailand, Poland, Canada, Korea, and USA, Italy. So Canada, Korea, Everett, congratulations in advance on the free win. Uh, Thailand, Poland. I would, I would probably pick Poland if, especially if Ajara Porn's not healthy. But USA, Italy, in a battle of the B teams, I was expecting going into the week for sure that we would lose that game. But now I'm a, I'm a little more confident. I think we've got a chance after Italy played just sloppy ball against Thailand yesterday, even though they came back and won. Yeah, I, I, I'm expecting Italy to, 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 to be pretty strong regardless. Like I think they, they've got the depth the same as USA. Yeah, I think that's mostly true. China will probably beat Germany if China plays as well as they did against Brazil. Dominican Republic and Netherlands is kind of a toss-up. Those are two like kind of fringe, like definitely bottom half teams in the tournament. Croatia, Japan, that'll be Japan no problem, especially at home. So uh, that's it for Friday. Uh, I would expect DR to take a, take down the Netherlands in that, to be honest. Yeah, I, I that that's my pick too. Uh, I, I would be surprised if... The Netherlands, without their primary offensive players, were able to win that one. Uh, let's move on to Saturday's games. We've got the Brazil versus the Dominican Republic, China versus the Netherlands, and Bulgaria versus Japan. I think there's very clear favorites in all three of those games in, in the Nagoya site. And then uh, Poland, Serbia, USA, Korea, and Turkey, Italy. 
Uh, I mean, Korea is a free win for anybody that they play. But uh, Poland, Serbia, I don't know, maybe. Maybe that could be good. Uh, Turkey, Italy, uh, I expect to be good if uh, if Italy can can play a little bit better ball. So uh, really all the all the Turkish games seem to be better than the Japanese games this week. Yeah, absolutely. I think just like the, the Turkish games is just like a, a stronger pool. It's a stronger pool. Yeah, like you've got Croatia and Bulgaria, both in Japan. Both those teams are pretty bad. So everyone uh, everyone in, in Turkey except Korea is pretty darn good. And then uh, yeah. last but not least, we've got Sunday's games. Croatia, Brazil, that'll be an hour and a shower. Uh, Germany versus Bulgaria. And then Japan and China is actually always a really fun matchup. Uh, so that, that's probably my favorite uh, my favorite game in Nagoya this week other other than the Brazil China game that already happened and then Thailand versus Korea Canada versus Serbia USA versus Turkey now I, that is a game that I'm expecting the US to lose <laughs> I, I'm not going to be really a, yeah oh for sure on the road a, against Turkey's a team in that crowd uh, with a B team ourselves I'm expecting us to lose that game and that's okay I was expecting to go one and three this week I was expecting this week to only beat Korea and to, I, I mean, to have beaten Serbia I'm stoked I see you're you're using last ploy of really underselling USA early in the tournament and uh, hoping hoping for results. Uh, if you if you weren't following along with VNL last year, um, I picked the US men to go zero and four week one because they brought a terrible roster to Brazil and they ended up going four and zero. So uh, yeah, I guess the reverse jinx is pretty real. Real quick though, Korea is currently beating Turkey at sixteen fourteen. Uh oh. Sometimes it happens. So that's, now, now it's seventeen fourteen. As Karakurt just got slammed, she got she got stuff blocked. Oh, come on, yeah. come on, Karakurt can't be getting stuff blocked by Korea. Yeah, I've got fifteen seventeen. Okay, Ooh, interesting. Face too. Ooh, got a got a face block. Yeah, off off the block into the face. Are you just watching the live score? Yeah, I've got the volley station stats up. Oh, okay, yeah, I, I would assume those are quicker than the than the stream. Ooh, that was a nice swing there. Yeah, the, my internet bandwidth and streaming the show doesn't need any more demands, and also uh, what downloading nope. a, a game live. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, so uh, that's it. Okay. That's that's a look at the schedule the rest of the week. Um, what else? What else do you want to cover on this show, Everett? Before we get the people out of here. I don't know if there's much else to cover, to be honest. Um, we're, we're, we're like a toe into this VNL right now. So, yeah, I don't really know if there's that much uh, else to talk about. It. We've already been going for over an hour here in, yeah, in this true. episode. So, um, I, think, yeah, I'm not I think the last thing we should do is let the people know kind of what you and I are going to be up to this next week, because the, the schedule this next week is going to be <laughs> is going to be weird. It's going to be yeah, weird for sure. So the first thing yeah, you should so, do is join the discord, like I said earlier. Yeah. Number one thing, join the Discord. That's where you're going to get all the information. That's where we're going to post. Every time we go live, we're going to be posting it there. I will be in Ottawa tomorrow and Friday for uh, Canada versus Brazil. So if you're there, come say hi. Baseline um, highlights. Baseline highlights, baby. Let's go. So I'll be there. Uh, Rob will be arriving in Ottawa on Sunday. I'm actually getting um, in on Monday. So I'm getting in on Monday. Oh, you're getting on Monday. Yeah, what, Monday what morning. Monday? Like Monday, 11:30 a.m., which is uh, the best I could do. Man, I'll I'll tell Everett about my my travel nightmares uh, after the show is over. But also, Everett, I just got an email about five minutes ago that our media accreditation got accepted. So, uh, I, we, okay, we, cool. Less than a week before the tournament. Thanks, 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 volleyball world. I did not get that email. No. You'll 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 be fine. So yeah, I, I will be. Um, 
Uh, so I, yeah, I'll, Everett's, I'll, Everett's I'll going to the scrimmages, to which is awesome. Yeah, I'll be I'll be I'll be at the scrimmages, so that that'll be fun. Um, I guess I'll be staying at our Airbnb alone on Sunday night. Um, yeah, that's correct. You will. I'll have a I'll have a nice little party by myself, uh, and then I think we're gonna we're gonna be doing it just very similar to like what we did last year. We're gonna do a pre uh, we're gonna be doing a pre tournament show. Uh, I do think on Monday we're gonna try to interview all the coaches depending on what time rob gets in and stuff like that it's not too far from the venue to just stuff like that but we're going to try to interview all the coaches just to give a bit of a preview for vnl and for the the week to come and then we're going to be doing live shows at least twice per day so i think we're going to do one what did we do last year one before we usually did yeah we usually did one before one after and they ended up being a little bit shorter so it's 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 going to be difficult to really guarantee a schedule but they'll all be live here on YouTube. We'll post them all in the Discord, like as we're as we're getting ready to go live. But like, and I'm not just saying this to be like a a, a, a YouTuber who's telling people to to ring the bell to get notifications when we go live because I hate it when people do that. But legitimately, with like how random our schedule is going to be when we are in Ottawa, that might be the best way to to follow like when when we're going live for things is to get the notifications when we do. So. Uh, you, you consume our content however you want, but the schedule is going to be weird. I can tell you that right now. We're going to be going live bare minimum once a day, probably twice from next Monday through next Sunday, which is going to be insane. So probably when we're there on Monday, we'll do what we did last year and like talk for a while, like while the the teams are having their practice in the background and talk about the rosters that week. We'll also uh, for the first week of men's in Ottawa. We'll also catch up on the the women's week that we're talking about right now. Um, but even before that, we've got a couple other videos coming out this week. Uh, I'm, yes. I'm going to do a preview for the USA men tomorrow, uh, Thursday. Uh, I'll do it live uh, sometime in the afternoon. I'll, I'll let you guys know what time in the Discord. And then Everett and I will release our edited uh, full preview of the men's VNL on Friday, uh, similar to the women's preview that came out last week. And then uh, Everett, I think maybe if, if you can after the the brazil scrimmages like over the weekend uh do a men's preview once you've already seen the scrimmages for the canadian men i think that would be sweet yeah i'm gonna try let's see when i can when i can slip it in i gotta go work tonight and then tomorrow we gotta record a bunch of stuff as well too and then i'll be i'll be leaving for ottawa so we'll see when i can when sneak that in definitely over over the next the course few days um of course if you guys know anything about rob and i getting together uh at all you'll know that this is going to result probably in so and now that we're staying in the same place, it's it might result in multiple drunk streams. Oh yeah, there's going to be some late night streams. There's there's there's, 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 <laughs> there's going to be some late night streams. So um, we'll ha- have to figure out that there might be some members only streams. So it might be a, a good idea for you guys to jump on the membership. It's only five bucks for the month, so it's it's not too bad if if you want to support us. Uh, and then I think just by you using the time, we're just going to use this time to talk talk about some other things, record some other videos. You know, we don't we don't spend a lot of time together in the same place, so it's going to be fun to kind of do some stuff around it. It's going to be very fun, uh, very very fun. So yeah, here on the Volleyball Source YouTube channel is going to be the number one spot. We're going to be going live a bunch, but we're also going to be uploading all those interviews with the coaches, like Everett talked about. We're going to interview as many coaches on Monday as we can in Ottawa. We're going to be interviewing players before and after matches. Um, Everett's going to get uh, try, try and get, get to know a new Canadian coach, Tomas Melvo, as much as he can. Um, it'll be my first event covering the USA men, which is going to be awesome that the USA is in Ottawa. 
so I'm going to get to try and talk to John Sparrow as much as I can, um, talk to as many as their players as much as I can. So as for YouTube, this is the place. As for Instagram, it's still going to be a little weird because the FIVB was kind enough to take down the Volleyball Source Instagram account, but um, I'm going to be doing some Instagram coverage, and then we'll have it on the 9 by 9 Volleyball account as well. Although I think I think I might just start up another Instagram account. Why yeah. not? Yeah, and there's there is still the Volleyball Source TikTok. So if you guys want to go check oh, us out on TikTok, we're going to be over there. But I think this logo might be making an appearance on Ooh. Instagram. I think we might we, we might need a little spicy volleyball page over there on the uh, on the instas on the insta okay yeah we'll, we'll figure it out we'll let you guys know where to follow us but uh you also got to join the discord the discord's huge uh every time we go live or every time we post or we're doing anything we're going to put it in there um so that that'll be a great way to follow along plus you'll just be in a community with all the other people in the world that are watching the matches at that point and chatting about them and uh, making fun of ronnie cuban spike and all of our favorite pastimes uh, also it is 22 22 korea turkey right now crazy very spicy absolutely 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 crazy i think the best thing about the the discord though is that like it's always going always there there was a time there was a time when i could wake up every day and like keep up with everything going on but now there's there's no way that i can that i can do that yeah it used to be mostly mostly canadians and like two or three or four europeans only now i feel like there's so many europeans there's so many like east asian southeast asian australian people in there we've got some people from india we've got some people from south america then we've got some some north americans obviously like there's people from literally everywhere in the world in that discord so it's popping off all hours of the day i love it yeah it's it's honestly the best thing we have it's it's fantastic i'm looking at it right now and it's just 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 so much so 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 much all right, uh, going to be a big week for us, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, look for my USA men's stream tomorrow. Look for our uh, pre-recorded VNL men's preview on Friday. Then uh, we'll we'll start all sorts of huge live stream coverage on Monday, live from the men's VNL in Ottawa. But when we're there, we will catch up on week one of women's VNL for sure. Yep. All right, guys. So make sure, as he said, check, go over to the Discord, uh, head over to that volleyball.store, and hopefully next time we're live, I won't be coughing as much. <laughs> uh, I hope so too, buddy. So, uh, Everett, I will see you on Monday. I will see the rest of you beautiful people uh, on Monday or on the USA Men's stream tomorrow. Join the Discord. I will be, I'll be back on Volleyball Source with a whole lot more coverage in the next week. Peace.